Will you bow your hearts with me? God, creator, redeemer, sustainer, draw near now. Amen. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The Gospels of Matthew and Luke begin with the conception and birth stories of Jesus. Mark introduces us to Jesus the man, he's already fully grown. But John takes it back before the beginning of time to introduce us to the God who is life and light. He takes us back to the beginning of time, the birth of all things, the creation of the cosmos. He centers the ancient community with a remembrance of John and ends with hope. God, he says, is here. God has pitched God's tent among us. The Synoptic Gospels focus on the physical details and facts that help share a particular event, but John wants us to go deeper. There are, he says, other things we should consider, other things we need to know. He shares events only as they support his interpretation of who God is. He wants us to know God as the word, the logos, the foundation of divine reason and creativity named here in John's gospel as grace and truth, as life and light. Jesus Christ, the Messiah and son of God. This is the embodiment of the second person of the Trinity incarnate in Jesus Christ. This is God, the word that spoke creation into being, that gave shape to a formless void. This is the spirit of, and God said, that said and called and saw the heavens and earth become. In John's gospel, that same creative power is present in the story of Nicodemus, is spotted at the well with a Samaritan woman, is with the man born blind, and on that mountain when 5,000 were fed. He is with Lazarus, is seated at the Last Supper, and is present at the resurrection. Jesus is where heaven and earth meet. He is that thin place. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In the Old Testament, the divine word dominates as the source of all creativity. It is the creative force. And as such, it is often paralleled with the wisdom or spirit of God. It is both revelatory and active and inspires in humanity the desire for communion, to hear and to be influenced by it. The word inspires that in us. But in the New Testament, the word is Jesus made flesh. And this makes all the difference. In embodying humanity, Jesus is Emmanuel, God, everything we can know about God with us. The mystery of the prophetic word of the Old Testament is made real in Jesus. He speaks God's words, words communicated to him through and from God, the word that was and is God. 
John binds the present to the past with this phrase and with our wrestling commands us to dream and imagine a world anew, the unfinished business of the not yet, the future. Creation then is not solely a reference point for our origins, but for our still forming future. This creative power and wisdom was with God and it is from this space that Jesus comes forth to be the word, the life, the light, even the divine wisdom and love among us. And so we move through beginning to becoming, knowing God is not finished. A future is not only possible, it is a promise. So how do we incorporate John's mystical spirituality into our contemporary world? And what does it mean that Jesus came, took up this new and different way of being in the world? What does it mean for you and I today? What do we do with this word, this life, this light? John tells us of the revelation and power of the significance of Jesus's birth. John is looking for a fresh way to tell a story and he succeeds, but we hear him with our human ears and need the narrative, the narrative story to ground us. The narrative helps us know the word, the life, the light as it comes to us as a child. Mary's baby. In Jesus, we come to understand more about God and this revelatory understanding helps us trust our own place in the story. And so we turn to Mary, the God bearer, who knows intimately of this creative power, whose experience with God affirms her role in the holy mystery. It is the finding of God in and of herself, of her flesh and blood that empowers her to push the world for change. Mary responds to the creative redeeming activity, the word spoken over and come alive within her. The word as creative, generative, active, redeeming power, power that will do something, perform all that it is set forth to accomplish. Mary's experience tells us something about the creativity of conception and the pushing out, the birthing, the perpetual offering of that thing to the world. But this isn't a story solely for women who birth children. You don't have to be a biological mother or a mother of any kind to know this welcoming of God on the inside. It's called faith believing even conceiving things and ideas beyond our ability to see or understand them but holding on to hope to the idea nevertheless mary's story and experience are for each of us as we accept within our deepest selves the word the life the light the light of jesus Jesus is drawn from the highest wisdom to be the word among us. So John takes us back on purpose. He recreates this familiar line, but this time centers Jesus as the Messiah, the fulfillment of the poetry of the prophets who knew his arrival meant justice, peace, compassion, and love, whose expression as God, whose creative power existed long before he landed earthside in a manger. I think this is what John is talking about when he pushes us past the story time storiness of the other narratives. 
John wants us to know the fullness of God as God is revealed to us in a manger. And he does that with this simple phrase, in the beginning. Connecting us to the history of the Old Testament and the moment of his writing when the Greco-Roman world would have heard this text as he took it back to the beginning of all creation to make a radical truth claim about the eternal one, Jesus. John pushes us to the outer edges of our imaginations, to the sacred blackness of the universe, and says, begin here. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John launched this statement to believers centuries ago to help them understand the significance of Jesus' birth, and he uses this mystical statement to tell us that the Word, the revelation of God as God's self, is and always will be in the world. That is something to rejoice about. The author Richard Wright speaks of this pushing out of words and ideas into the world when he talks about his creative process. I, he says, would hurl words into this darkness and wait for an echo. And if an echo sounded, no matter how faintly, I would send other words to tell, to march, to fight, to create a sense of the hunger for life that gnaws in us all. Well, I imagine such a game of toss being played in the cosmos right here, catch, when God, God's self launched ideas like love and justice and peace and joy and equity, and they stuck. When that same desire for life was present as God said and made and saw. In the beginning, God created. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning, God dreamed. Dreamed justice, peace, love, liberation, freedom, union with the children of God. When the word dwells among us, it is glorious. When the word is birthed into the world, we remember. We remember God said, called, and made. We remember that God is the word, the life, the light. Light as truth in an over 800-page document. Life as refugees find asylum, light that looks like courage rising from the margins in Ukraine, in Afghanistan and Iran, light as systems are restructured and rebuilt and the captives are set free. We remember Mary's story and her song. We remember her baby. This is the life and light that is given to us in Jesus, and we receive him. Christmas morning means the word is here. And so we cry out, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. What does it mean that Jesus came? I asked that a little earlier. What do we do with this word, this life, this light? John wants us, us to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing we might have life. So we respond 
That's what we do. We welcome him. We receive it. It alone will sustain us. And so today's invitation is to the opening of your heart, like Mary did, right? To this inconceivable, unbelievable thing. The invitation is to open your heart. Open your heart to the word, to the life, to the light. And so it's almost like an altar call, but I'm not going to ask you to stand up. I'm going to ask you to do that in the privacy of your own seat. Just be with God. Open your heart to receive Jesus. Jesus, the Christ who has come to be with you, this creative, generative power that is with us always. Today we celebrate it but it is always and has always been here. And I guess today is just a reminder for us, the reminder to open your heart to receive Jesus, the Jesus that has come, Jesus, our God, Emmanuel. Amen. <laughs>